High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Michael Graham, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, good morning. 8.30, wide awake, coffee and all that stuff. <laughs> tea, you know that, George. Thanks to you and the fine people of News Talk. I drink Barry's tea every morning. I drink Guinness every lunch. And I drink Bushmills every dinner. So. All right. Now. I am uh, Irish bibulous from yes. top to bottom. And I'm the only person in this conversation who has survived a hurricane. In fact, I've survived two of them. And uh, well, it's I've a pretty scary place to be. I've survived one. Really? What hurricane were you in? It was a hurricane. I was in North Carolina. I was in ah. Norfolk, and I was sitting on the stairs as the water was coming up step by step in, in the house I was in. It's a pretty uh, amazing thing to feel wind so strong it can move your body against your will. It's a yeah. wild now, experience. Hurricane Matthew, of course, I'm also uh, have an interest in it because, of course, it's hit Haiti. Right. A country I have an involvement in. Mm-hmm. And, and if you've been, when you go to Haiti, of course, because of the earthquake, there are huge numbers of people just living under tarpaulins. So they have no chance when a 120 mile an hour wind arrives. No, it's, it's, it's awful. It truly is. And, uh, uh, it's great the work that you've done in Haiti. It's one of the things I, one of the few things I admire about you. Uh, and of course, it's one of the reasons why I loathe the Clintons. They have cleaned up with a bogus Haiti uh, charity uh, through the Clinton Global Initiative, and uh, they are notorious for it. But then again, that's. By the way, I got. I got. I, I'm not. I just. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, Hillary Clinton, the next president of the United States, uh, is notoriously corrupt. In other words, not. People don't debate whether she's corrupt. No one argues that she's not corrupt. They just basically argue that she's corrupt within, you know, the (laughs) acceptable purview or whatever. Do you have any openly corrupt politicians in Ireland? Everyone knows they're crooks. Everyone knows they're shoving their money in their pants. But people just go, yeah, well, that's just them. No, they're all Catholics. Of course they wouldn't be corrupt. (laughs) For heaven's sake, Graham. There are places that have a corrupt political – you you know Louisiana just a little bit, one of my favorite places in America. And it's got a unique history because of its its founding. The rest of the country was founded on English common law, but Louisiana was founded on uh, open graft and corruption. And right. so it's another place we have. But it's, do you have I mean, who are the who who's that someone that you if you were going to tell a joke and the punchline was corrupt politician? Who's who is that in Ireland? We, I told you, we don't have them in Ireland. We also have a law over here which you don't have in America. It's called libel. If, oh, I, oh. if I say that, it costs me ten million dollars. Well, well I will say this. No, jo- no joke. In America, if we had that law, I could still point out that Hillary Clinton's a crook because truth is a defense. <laughs> it's not a defense over here. Anyway, okay. this fella Joe Sabe or Joe Sabe's brother or something. What I oh, 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 is he actually seriously suggesting uh, about his child should read pornography or his child shouldn't read pornography? What do you say? Uh, let's back up for the sake of those who are just tuning in here to News Talk. So uh, my friends are at thefederalist.com where I do some writing. Uh, one of the writers wrote a piece about uh, encountering a, a, a conversation about a kid making a decision to uh, either you know, work in the porn industry as an adult, of course, or uh, you know, being openly fond of porn as an adult. And he pointed out that it's, you know, it's, 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 his, his son is an adult, 
but he's still the dad. And as a dad, he's his attitude is don't don't do that. That's bad. This is wrong, you know, and, and confronts and challenges his adult son's behavior. And the response he got from people who read this piece was, as a father, I hope you change your methods soon. It reeks of snobbism. What you think about his life is not necessarily what he should think. And they go on to attack this idea that you should be in the business as a parent of judging your children's behavior or making them feel bad about the decisions they make. And this is a parental strategy that is widespread in the United States. If your child feels bad, something is wrong. Well, obviously, George, that is completely upside down. If your child doesn't feel bad, you're doing something wrong. A job of parents is to make a child feel guilty and suspicious okay. and but, uh, all challenging right. their own behavior. That's your job as a parent. But uh, uh, Americans are abandoning that job. Uh, by no, the parents, drug. parents around the world are abandoning that job. Um, but you and I have children, albeit of different ages. But uh, if your child came home and said, I'm going to work in the porn industry, what would right. you do? I would uh, do everything I could without getting myself put in jail to stop them. And I have a real life example, actually, George. Uh, I was uh, doing talk radio at a station in Washington, D.C. back in the day, and they had a sports station down the hall. So, you know, we kind of mingled and everything. And one of the guys was this, uh, you know, kind of, you know, he talked about going to strip clubs all the time, blah, blah. And somehow the conversation came up. And uh, about, you know, uh, how embarrassing it is that you would spend your life making your money in such a pathetic, you know, self-debasing industry. And he got angry and he happened to have a 16-year-old daughter. And so I said to him, well, so you would want your 16-year-old daughter to grow up and become a stripper? And he says, sure, if that's what she wants. I said, you're the worst father I've ever met. And he tried to hit me and they had to drag him out of my office. But I stood by it. What a despicable thing to say as a father that you would be okay with your daughter. Yeah. Just, look, stuff happens. People make decisions, blah, blah, blah. But to say that you, you'd be proud of your daughter for any decision she makes, you'd be proud of your son no matter what. If my son joins ISIS, I'm not going to be proud of him. But uh, in my case, because my – how old are your kids now? They're in uh, – well, 1920, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, right. Well, my kids are, are approaching middle age, sad to relate, because their father is approaching old age. But I still challenge them. I mean, now I believe I, that I challenge them about decisions they make, particularly – I mean, I, you know, they're not decisions about pornography or something, but I believe you're like parenting doesn't end when they get the vote. Right. But it's also there's a question of kind of boundaries, like, what, you know, <clears throat> at what point do you step back some? And, and there's a legitimate debate to be ha to have had about that. But in the United States, what I see more and more are parents who are terrified that their children will stop loving them. And therefore, they're not willing to do a parent's only necessary job, which is to say no, to say stop, to, you know, to make them feel bad. Because if I make you feel bad today, that will stop you from doing something more stupid tomorrow. And in the long run, you'll have a better life. We have, no joke, George. We run our schools here as though if a child feels badly, something went wrong. So, for example, we used to have these things called honor rolls where twice a, a year there'd be a list of the top performing students and they would be in the local paper and your mom and dad could say, look, little Johnny made the honor roll. Well, they've gotten rid of those because the 80% of the kids who don't make the honor roll feel bad about it. Um, they um, uh, 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 change uh, the, the way they grade 
so that students get repeated attempts to get the grade that they okay. need. Because, well, if you fail and you feel bad, something has gone wrong. Okay. Feeling bad is a normal part of being a human being. Okay, well, I was certainly in my 30s before I had my first Big Mac, okay? <laughs> Because Big Macs weren't in Ireland 40-odd right. years ago, right? But ultimately, every aspect of Irish society, we have borrowed it from America. We've just mm -hmm. been a bit behind, you know, but right. eventually we get there. Uh, and we, in, on the parenting front, we've caught you um, quicker than we've caught you in almost any other plan you come up with. We've become very much that kind of uh, parent that simply is incapable of saying no to a child. And, uh, and the and result then, is the result is Generation Cupcake, which is uh, semi-adults who have been so pampered they don't know what to do when the real I mean, parts of life, real challenges show up. George, I'm not making this up. We have incidences frequent enough to be reported in the media of people who are college graduates showing up at job interviews with a parent. Mommy or daddy comes with them to the job interview. And so my first answer, if I'm the guy holding the interview and you walk in with your mom and dad is, guess what? You just didn't get the job. Goodbye. Come I, right away, I know I don't want to hire. This is astonishing. And yet it's, it's the growing a trend. All right. Now, uh, we've got Here Come the Girls coming up uh, shortly. Mm -hmm. But also, after I come off the show on a Friday, I do Facebook Live. Oh, Facebook exciting. Live today has a story in the Irish Times where one in four Irish people would vote from Trump for Trump. Now, if, if, if <laughs> one in four Irish people are going to vote for Trump, we, Ireland, a bastion of Democrats, he's right. going to win in America. No, he's not. Not going to win. And I, I told you, I, 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 I'm tough with my kids. I've already told the, uh, my son who's old enough to vote, you vote for Trump. I'll never speak to you again. So I've, I've already laid down <laughs> that, that law.